You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of In Orbit, Mash Show's Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I'm Jordan. Make sure that you all are checking out all the other killer podcasts available here on the Mash Show's Buttons network at www.mashshowsbuttons.com. Get involved with us in InOrbit by sending us questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us questions at Twitter on Twitter at inorbitpodcast. You can also check us out on Twitch live on Fridays, usually, or Saturdays. We'll put up the link at www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the ghosts. They're dead. We're also going to be talking about our experiences with the 390 raid so far, the TWAB teasing May 18th, and our final thoughts with regards to this game, because very soon, it looks like we're going to be playing the beta. So before we get into any of that, David, how has your week been? Well, my week's been pretty good. I haven't got to play that much Destiny because it's been a pretty busy week for me, but I did get a few Crota raids in again. And uh, I mean, I've still been having a good time going back into the raids, helping people out. So um, I hope that keeps up next week's vlog again, which will be awesome. How about you guys? You know, um, pretty good time. Uh, did some raids, uh, got some people through Crota, uh, played some PvP. Um, some of it was good. Some of it was bad. Experiencing lots of lag in the Crucible. So uh, I don't know how much PvP I'm going to be playing next week. <laughs> May need a break, but overall, it's been a pretty good week for me. How about you, Jorge? Well, I've been doing pretty good. Um, to be honest, I haven't been playing a lot of Destiny this week. Um, I d- well, that's kind of a lie, because every night it seems like I get on, do some PvP, and all of a sudden I get dragged into a raid. But I think most of my time has kind of been going on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm still trying to grind through that game and trying to force myself to like it. There's a lot of it that I do enjoy. Um, but there's still a lot that I really don't enjoy. I'm surprised. Um, that, I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, I mean, the, kind of taking a detour from the <laughs> conversation that uh, we usually have here on In Orbit. But then again, we did the same thing last week with the same exact game. Um, so I like how they they basically force you to use a lot of weapons, but the weapons kind of break in inopportune times, and then wait, they break. If, Yep. So if you have the only the only weapon that doesn't break is the master sword. And in order to get that you have to have 
13 hearts. And in order to get 13 hearts, you either have to complete a dungeon to get a heart container <laughs> or complete four shrines. Nice. And each shrine gets you a sword. But the shrines are so annoying because every shrine feels like a mini game from Price is Right. It's like, oh, let's play Plinko. Okay, here's a spirit orb, a.k.a. the shrine token. Now get three more and get yourself a heart. It's like, uh, we can go on and on about how I feel about that game. But a lot of that stuff in that game is actually really, really cool because it can apply to Destiny 2. Ideas that are really, really cool. Um, the open world aspect, the large feeling, I mean, Hyrule in Breath of the Wild is enormous, absolutely enormous. And it'd be cool if when you're going through the game, all of a sudden you're going through these large areas that, that are hiding actual secrets. Not like in the Cosmodrome on in Vanilla Destiny, when you're going into, I've said it many times before here, when you're going into the grottos, and the grottos open up and there's an ogre and that's about it. There's like there's a lot that could be done um, with regards to that uh, that feeling of exploration in Destiny. And I really want them to I want to see them ex expand on that. Really, really go forward with that. There's a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, I, I could go on and on on a different podcast about Breath of the Wild. and my feelings on it but you know let's go ahead and go back right to the main topic let's yeah, talk about let's Destiny. get out of the rabbit hole here <laughs> yeah so david why don't you go ahead and open up with regards to the teaser that happened today well uh today in the twab it was mentioned but we got um i don't know who leaked it first on twitter but a bunch of the big streamers and content creators started leaking pictures of this invitation they got and this invitation is to the the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal, which will be taking place on May 18th. We found out it's not going to be from Bungie's own studio. They have a full event going at this event. You're going to be able to go play uh, Destiny 2 or these streamers will anyway. They're going to be allowed to record there. The PS4 and PC versions will be available for it. And it's just that that little bit more to just get us psyched up. I, I mean, I can't imagine how psyched the people who got these invitations are to go play the game May 18th. Oh yeah, dude, that's that's huge to get to do this like that. Um, at a at this event sounds like it's going to be big. Like you said, it's uh at the Jet Center in Los Angeles, uh, in Hawthorne, California. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a ton of the uh, top content creators, the most notable ones. Uh, all the big ones are there: Goth, uh, Broman, Doctor Lupo, etc. Yeah, it's this is gonna be a big event. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see this uh live uh on may 18th uh via the twitch channel i assume they're going to be streaming it but it sounds like they're going to be sending everyone to the jet center they're probably going to be streaming from there not from their typical studio so i'm not sure what to expect from the stream now because i was expecting the typical studio setup with deej in his <laughs> leisure suit and all that stuff so i don't know it's going to be different but it's going to be good I'm, I'm 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 expecting big things now i but there is I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, I want good, to jump ahead. on something real quick. So we know that the stream is happening May 18th, but there's a big thing on this week's TWAB that kind of was interesting. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this. So we know that May 18th, they're going to be streaming gameplay of Destiny 2. Okay. The big one was, of course, that they're going to show off the PC version and they're going to show off the PS4 version. 
No Xbox. No one. mention at all. <laughs> no mention of, at all of Xbox One, which means they're definitely not doing anything Scorpio. Ugh. They're not hinting at what could be. If the PS4 version gets a Pro mm. version, we'll see it there. But I mean, this is really, really big in, in that they never showed anything at all or or stated anything in there that there's going to be an Xbox version, which might leave a lot of people a little bummed out. I mean, we have a lot of people in the community, really good people who play on Xbox One and for better or for worse or whatever you want to, however you want to approach it, they're kind of get a sh- getting shafted and they've been getting shafted for the past three years. Now, you can argue that some of the content was kind of small, but I mean a strike or two, whether it's your favorite or not, that's a possible nightfall. That's a possible thing that you could do to help break up the monotony. So, I mean, with that though, I kind of feel that like this is going to be the point where they're just showing it off. So it really doesn't matter that it isn't Xbox one uh, Mm -hmm. because they do have the exclusivity with PlayStation. So maybe this is part of it that we don't know about. There's also the kind of um, like the fact that they're, having the PC port playable. I mean, the PC port is really going to be no different. Um, So maybe they just want to show the controls for PC and that's the reason they're doing it. Uh, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't have expected it to be Xbox one playable. If they're going to have stations set up for them to play, I would think that they just have one set up, which PlayStation um, makes sense because of the exclusivity going back a little bit to what you were talking about, Jordan, where you said you're expecting the, Bungie setup like at their at their Twitch studio. I was expecting yeah. the same thing, but now I honestly feel like this is going to be more similar to an E3 conference style. And I almost feel like this is going to replace E3. And while we were expecting them to do a little bit here and then more at E3, I almost feel like E3 is going to be an afterthought to them. And this is when they're making the big first Destiny 2 push. And this is what they want the focus to be on, not Destiny at E3. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this will necessarily replace E3 for them, but this may be the big, this is going to be the big reveal that they normally would have done at E3. I mean, they're definitely going to save something for E3. E3's big. Uh, it's a it's about a month after this reveal, so it leaves room for us to sort of absorb what we see on May 18th, and then we get to see hopefully something new at E3, because it'd be really, I don't, it, it would be really odd for Bungie not to use E3 to their advantage because of the platform that it provides. You have everyone in the game industry there and they're likely going to save something for E3. So don't expect them to not do E3 uh, as big as they normally would. I think this is going to be something special where they're bringing the community in. Um, They're really good at that. And then you're going to have their typical E3 song and dance come June. That's that's what I think is going to happen. I actually don't agree with that at all. I think that given if it had been a regular Bungie stream, sure. But this flyer that they sent out has a lot of the word Activision in it. Mm -hmm. The fact that it says Activision all over indicate and the fact that it's not at Bungie Studios tells me this is going to be a huge thing. And what they're probably going to show at E3 is probably going to be a small video nothing major uh i mean this is way bigger than i thought it would be the fact that they're they're going into a theater um the fact that they're going to be showing this um 
and that, that they're promoting uh what is it called um they're showing activision like all these all these uh vidocs or or streams that they've had it's never said activision this is the first time where i'm where you're clearly saying no this is an activision event this is a bungie activision shared event gameplay revealed destiny 2 this is huge um if it had been a regular vidoc i would have called one hour off from work and be like yo I'm being in my car. I'm going to be a little weird and just stay in there. I'm going to eat my lunch in my car and just ride to my pillow. Anyway, um, but I was like, the second I saw the Activision and the second I saw that it's going to be at a theater that they invited a lot of people tells me this is going to be a gigantic event. Um, this is going to be a long and lengthy event. I, I have a feeling that this is going to be at least an hour and 30, almost two hours uh, reveal just of, of how big I, I know that they keep saying gameplay i think that they're going to have a lot of story here and it's going to be really really cool to see and i hope everybody that that is watching our show all the friends that we've had all the people that that are in fire team chat destiny ps4 all those different facebook groups on reddit twitter wherever you guys hear us or even if you don't hear us i hope you guys get excited because this event is going to be absolutely ridiculously huge i'm anticipating the room to be filled i mean it wouldn't surprise me if they had what two three hundred invitees maybe more they're flying how big apparently the they're flying people out yeah i mean bife is all the way over there yeah he's coming yeah. all the way over there so i'm i'm really really excited uh i, I just feel like it's gonna be a big 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 event we already know Bife is going, Datto's going, Holtzman's going, uh, Triple Wreck, uh, Cheriona, I believe. Yep. I'm not sure. Yeah, Cheriona. T Rex. Um, T Rex. Roman. Uh, there's Roman Goman. Shifty yeah. Five. I mean, um, everybody. All, Lupo. All the big yeah, ones. Like, they're all gone. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody from uh, In Orbit is going. Yeah. <laughs> what's up with that, Bungie? Yeah. Why are we uh, being Bungie, if you're out listening there. to us. I would have gone. Me too, man. I have an internship in Canada. And I'd still go. Shut up. Anyway, no, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm on your team though. I think it's going to be huge. Um, mm. me personally, the way I see it playing is, I think this is going to be where they showcase um story mode and the new open world aspect we're all looking for. I think things like uh whatever replaces Crucible PvP. I think that's what we see at E3 because that's something they can make more hands on to the floor. So I feel like that kind of gets the E3 focus and we get the the big story reveal, the big hopefully open worlds, how they're going to rework Vanguard stuff, maybe how they rework Strike type stuff. I think that's what we're going to see at this event. If there's Vanguard stuff, if there's Strikes, right. we don't even you know. Mean, yes. You mean like okay. factions, basically, basically how they're going to yeah, rework, yeah. like doing like factions and rank ups to, of something to that effect. Yeah, that's. If they're gonna do a big reveal, they're gonna. I, I, that would be awesome if they spend it all on the PVE side and the open world side, because that's what I'm the most interested in. I'm definitely gonna to want to play PvP and check out the PvP in Destiny 2. But it, yeah, I agree. E3 is a better platform to do that to get uh, the general public, so to speak, uh, hands on with the PvP. Uh, so yeah, that would that, that would make sense to me if they did that. Yeah, the, I. I don't think that they're going to show PvP. I could be wrong, but my theory at all, is that or they're at one or the other. I don't think that they're going to show it at at this event. 
I think that that they're going to save PvP. It's possible because I mean, but here's the thing: there's a chance that they could show something about it in a brief passing. But I think the big feeling of of PvP is going to be um, when they when they have people go out there to demo it and they they bring back the notes and and, and whatnot. It wouldn't even surprise me if they didn't show PvP at all, because I think PvP, it's such a huge thing, and, and at least for what they want to do with Destiny. And, and I think that they might save that for another event. I, have, I mean, I've been wrong many times in the show, but it just feels like everything that they're going to focus on here is reminiscent of how they showed off Destiny first. That one video where people were going in, they were, um, the guy's outside the wall, all of a sudden he's joined in with a friend, they go inside, kill an Archon from the from the wall, then they meet up outside, another guy comes in, then they do a, a, a pup patrol. I think that's what that's more of along the lines of what they're going to do, showing off maybe even something like crafting, building your own weapons. I don't think that they're going to do PvP. I could be wrong. But I think that they're they're going to say PvP for another event. I think this is going to be a gigantic show that having the big intro, a little bit of story, then going into the actual gameplay, showing off how things move, whether it's 60 frames per second or not. Like that there's so much there that I think that if you added PvP, you're looking at, at almost a two and a half, three hour show. Yeah, no, I agree. No PvP uh, on May 18th, most likely. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be open world and UI and things like that. Um, yeah, crafting. Yeah. Oh, you said you mentioned crafting, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have crafting in this game like that. Then you're not going to be building your own weapons or modding your own weapons like the division mm-hmm. or anything like that. I maybe I find that modding. Hard to maybe modding. I I don't see crafting like full crafting, but I, I do foresee maybe, maybe some modding, maybe some, like we had the re-rolling, maybe something that goes similar along that lines. Maybe you yeah. get to shape your perks more. I mean, it wouldn't hurt the world at all. Um, I think it would only help. So it I would hurt me. Would it hurt you? The only thing, the only thing that it, it kind of throws a kink in it is the way exotics work in this game, but there's a way, there's ways around it. Yeah, I just I don't think it would help the game at all. Honestly, I think it would actually hurt the balance. You know, unless they've done some serious work, which I hope they do. They have I mean, done. I, I definitely. I think it's they've bad. definitely done. Yeah, they've, they've definitely done a lot of balance testing. Yeah, and they it, it wouldn't <laughs> even surprise me if they used Destiny One to help their 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 balancing. I mean, it it is at a good um, situation right now. I, I, we. Say what you will about the ammo economy. Hmm. The PV, PvP landscape is as balanced as it's possibly been. Possibly been. Um, the only thing that you can really change would be dramatically changing the health percentages, which would then make certain weapons different to operate, which would then change PvP as you know it. That small change is something I could see happening in Destiny 2. Um but yeah, I, I'm really excited with regards to um, the possibilities of this game. I'm really excited to see where they go. And I hope and I pray that we get just 
obliterated with news and 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 that they give us a date for the for the beta. I'm so excited to really go into Destiny 2 already. No offense to the Destiny 1. I, it's had a good run, but I'm I'm already doing the same thing over and over again. And that kind of leads us to the next topic. Um raid repeat. Are we still enjoying these updated 390 raids? And the reason I bring that up is womp, womp. We're doing the same ones over again. This is the this is the first repeat of Crota at 390. I actually like Crota though. the The new Crota is fun. I don't mind running it. It's short and sweet still. You know, it's uh, the challenges are getting a little uh, like ear you um, is a little dicey sometimes. And uh, Crota got a little glitchy yesterday, but. I I'm on I think I'm on the same page as you here. It's already we're are, we're only on the second cycle, and I'm, I am starting to I'm starting to feel like, oh, mm-hmm. here we go. You know, yeah. I didn't anticipate this this not DLC but but uh, what is it update to last us super long. I said one month, two months, and. For me, the excitement comes from helping people go out there and 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 experience the raid for the first time. This past week, there were three or four people that we took through on Tuesday, and it was really really cool to see them so excited. Like the first time that they that they've ever even stepped foot into a raid, vault of glass. Like that for me, trying to sound all, all corny and whatever. Like that to me is like what makes me enjoy this game that experience right there um i've said it before i said again my favorite experience of all time was my carries of skolas and just seeing people (laughs) like who never even could get a team together to step in there because of the light or whatever like we were having so much fun like just the experience of it all like that that's what i that's what i live for with regards to this game that experience taking somebody new through the raid because they're just like they're in awe. Like there's sometimes they're so quiet. And they're just like, I don't want to mess this up. Like and, and they're like, it's okay, you'll be cool. And, <laughs> and then you make them grab fun. sword and you fail. And yeah. Then I have them make them grab sword and then they fall off the bridge and I'm like, oh, you son of a. No, but <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, from from my perspective though, with going back to the raids, I'm actually still enjoying them. Um, I know there there have been times where I've taken breaks from this game because I've gotten bored of it. Um, but right now, like there's this thing where going back to the raids has never been boring to me. Uh, yes, I've gotten bored at times with what we have in Destiny. But anytime someone asks me to raid, um, I, I would usually go in and do it. There are a few times where I'd turn it down. But right now, because we're rotating raids and because I haven't been doing each raid every single week, like I haven't even gone back to vault to try and get another Vex uh, or try and get the Vex. I'm just waiting till it's vault week. I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's every week we're getting a different one because this week I focus on this one. This week I focus on this one and it's making it. So to me, I'm not bored of it at all yet. Like I said at the start, like I'm going back into Crota, I'm having fun again. And that could just be me. But it does feel like the way we have this rotation right now keeps it not as tiresome as it would be if I was doing every single raid over and over and over again every week, even though there are weeks where I do the one raid 15 times to help people. 
Yeah, I mean, for right now, it kind of, I, I almost had the same feeling that I had when House of Wolves came out. And the reason I bring that up is at that time, people who still didn't have, let's say, a Vision of Confluence or a Fatebringer or whatever, they could go back, get the gun, level it up to, I almost said level 34 because I'm so used to the way level systems work now, but the highest attack power it could do and be able to do damage with them. 365, there you go. And it, it felt good to go back and have so much to do. It's almost the same feeling right now. I mean, you, there, there are days where I'm just like, I could do VOG, I could do Crota, I could do Kingsfall. No, I'm not going to do Kingsfall. Too damn long. Um, I could do Wrath of the Machine. And I could just go in and have fun. Um, being 400... It, it kind of stinks that they didn't raise the light level because I have no reason to go in these raids for rewards. Um, I already have, I'm going to sound elitist, I already have all the, the challenge mode exotics. I already have everything that I could really want. Armor isn't dropping, so we're not going to be going and having a full set anytime soon. Or at least a, a full set with any tier 12 stuff. So... I think I'm, I've reached my point with regards to uh, rewards. For me, it's just about experience now. And I'm enjoying the ride for what it is. Um, I, I do kind of want to bring something up. Ever since the update with Age of Triumph, the 390 version of Wrath of the Machine hasn't really been feeling all that rewarding. Um, it's the same thing. Is it just me? It's the same thing that it's happens to all, thing. to happen to all the other raids, and okay, three ninety, three eighty, whatever you want to call it. But ever since they changed the loot table, it doesn't feel as rewarding. Um, if it wasn't for those extra uh, the Siva chests that you got in Wrath of the Machine, I think it's safe to say that the drops would have been almost. I don't want to say Kingsfall level, but pretty like year uh, year two beginning Kingsfall level. Okay. They're pretty bad. Are you saying um, this is a change that you've noticed since Age of Triumph again, right? Just to clarify. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I feel like the armor is dropping less in it, um, but weapons seem to be dropping just as much as they did before. And you're getting the uh, adept exotic primaries now. So, um, yeah, weapon-wise, fine. But armor mm. all throughout the raids. It's weird. The armor drops have been affected in Wrath of the Machine. Due to the, I, I guess the introduction of those adept exotic primaries, which I love them, but you know, I don't need the armor necessarily. But you know, um, yeah, I would. They need to increase the uh, armor drop rate in all the raids because, uh, for as many times as we've all run the raid uh, and we don't have complete armor sets. I, I haven't even gotten some pieces to drop at all. So even if I wanted to complete sets, I couldn't. And I'm running, I don't run all the raids every week, but I run the ones I want to run for the most part. And it's just taken forever. Yo, look at them guns. Ugh, God damn. Anyway, uh, train of thought lost. Back to you, Jorge. <laughs> okay. Um... It, uh, there's just minor changes to the raids that haven't been made um, that or that have been made to the raids with regards to the loot drops that don't feel entirely right, which is weird because we've been talking about how it's been too generous. But the 
the generosity, like they they never reached the the good spot. So it, it's it's always weird to to be in the, to be able to say going back and saying, well, you used to give us so much crap, and now we're now we're getting nothing. Like what's going on here? Like at at this point, not sure where you were trying to go with it, Bungie, um, but. It's not. It's not a terrible thing. Again, I think it's. It's at a. I wish that there was more, um, with regards to the armor drops. I just don't think that, um, they did it right. The only armor set, from a practical standpoint, that you should really be wanting to have, for any of the raids, is the Wrath of the Machine armor. The arms are fantastic. The helmet gives you, if you pick up an orb, you have extra defense against fallen enemies. That's really, really powerful. You have the chest. You, if you're picking up the SIVA uh, bomb, you have extra armor. You have the legs. If you pick up the cannon, you have extra agility. Like, those armor sets make sense. The VOG ones, eh. Mm. You do extra damage to a, 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 a Praetorian. Yeah, they they're so rare. Vault the rare. glass. It's all about the weapons. The armor just looks yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. King's Fall even even less so. Only one of the armor sets has a useful perk, which is you do extra damage to the uh, Oversoul, and I believe that's the you arms. You mean I'm sorry, Crotazen. I apologize. Yeah, um, you do extra damage to the Oversoul. I think I think the arms in Crotazen. Are faster reload while Oversoul is active. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I'm the gonna other check. Cool one. I think helmet might be more damage. The other cool perk was the the boots that they give you extra agility when you when you wield the sword. That makes sense. It's kind of like the 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 cannon. That's a that's a cool perk. But the other ones like you do extra damage to a. Hive Major, I believe. They weren't all that special, and they didn't really incorporate elements of the raid. Okay, so the it's the chest piece that gives you increased reload speed while Oversoul's active. Helmet mm-hmm. gives you increased damage while Oversoul's active. Um, mm-hmm. The arms just generate an orb when you kill Hive. With a melee or something? No, just and when it's kill Hive, I think. I, okay. Yeah, I read it wrong. Maybe it is melee. Uh, I, I think I think one yeah, of them is if grenade. you kill a hive. Well, I know there's one that they 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 most like you kill a hive with a specific style mm. of, in a specific way. Melee or grenade, depending work. on what you have rolled. Right, I have melee. I've seen grenade, and I see critical hits or okay. critical kills. So that's fine, but that that one's useless. The reload one kind of useless too. Now. The the legs are, are good for the for the person who does sword bearing, just like the cannons in, in Kingsfall. But I mean I would have put something else on on one of the armor pieces. Imagine uh, for example, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, um you have a, a slight agility boost when you're going through the stills. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, now more so than before, the perks at least have a use because the oversoul comes up more. Like when the Oversoul was just something and people died, those perks are useless. Yeah, you didn't even want them to happen. Uh, right. You're 100% right in the fact that Wrath of the Machine has been the only raid where they really nailed the raid perks. So yeah. hopefully they keep that up in the future. Um, and then 
just because I hadn't chimed in, I totally agree that armor drops are way too low. Um, especially compared to the weapon drops where I guess legendary weapons aren't that high, but the exotic weapons at this point, I think everybody has everything if they've been running the raid. Yeah. I, by the way, I meant in case I said it wrong, I meant cannons in wrath of the machine, not cannons in Kingfall. I'm, I'm mixing up raids. I apologize. They all blur it's together all, to him. Now he's done big, it too much. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's all a big blur right now. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I think with regards to the raid, I think the biggest thing for us is taking friends through, having a good time, having a blast with your friends. Um, I just think right now, there's not much more we can get from from this game, and I hope, I hope, and I hope, and I hope that the beta comes in the next few weeks. I'm really, really excited for Destiny 2. Uh, I've been excited for a long time. I don't want it in the next few weeks, man. And I don't want it in the next few weeks because I know as soon as I touch it, I'm I'm going to be spoiled <laughs> and I'm not going to want to go back to Destiny 1. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard David said, if he touches it, he's never going to go back. Anyway. um, All right. I'm completely disgusted with you, David. Sorry. Uh, you, you, you're a nasty, nasty little man. Okay. I have nothing appropriate to say. <laughs> and that's where, why David, why don't you go ahead and talk about mash those buttons? <laughs> all right. Well, mash those buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about. I always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mashes Buttons website at www.mashesbuttons.com. All right. And with that, why don't we go ahead and talk about. David, I know you wanted to bring it up real quick. Uh, actually, for our live viewers, <laughs> I am kind of showing off because this is really cool. I love the Grimoire. Is he still selling uh, those? Because I want one. I don't believe so, you can get them anymore. Do, do you know the details uh, so, of that, Jorge? Um, so, with re- let me. Broken so, heart. with regards to the books, okay. for the people who aren't listening, I'm holding up the Destiny Grimoire Year One and Year Two books. These things are absolutely massive. I could kill somebody with this book. Wow. And. He's not saying he has, guys. That's, don't that's panic. That's savage, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I am Puerto Rican, but that's beside the point. Um, with regards to these books, like I've just been having a blast going through the story of destiny and I highly recommend that we'll have links in the show notes for the PDFs, um, because those were uploaded. Um, if you haven't had a chance to read the grimoire, definitely do yourself a favor and go ahead and take a look at the links that we're going to have because the, the story for destiny two has been a big thing that. We've all, I'm sorry, Destiny 1, I apologize. It's been a big thing that we wanted to see more and more of. Um, Bife, however, did do a video. So, David, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce this part because I know you wanted to uh, bring this up today. Yeah, it actually got movie of the week was Bife's new lore video on the Iron Lords Radagast. So, he's doing a lore series uh, following all the Iron Lords, uh, essentially, and the story of the Iron Lords that is the basis behind everything we saw in rise of iron and first of all i don't know if any of you have looked into the lore of the iron lords it's fascinating it's it's really interesting it's one of my favorite things behind um 
the Book of Sorrows and the story behind The Last Word and Thorn. But he has them, he's working with animators and other voice actors. So everything is, is fully fleshed out. The animation in this video is actually really well done. We'll provide a link to it in the show notes for those of you listening. Um, Jordan's going to pop a link to it in the Twitch chat for those of you watching live. Right, Jordan? Yep, I'll do that right yep. now. And, is uh, he popping a heavy ammo synth? Yeah, he is. But <laughs> it, it, it's just, <laughs> oh, I just loved it, man. I, I love watching all of Lore's bites lore videos because he does a really good job walking through all the grimoire that most people don't want to read but this one was animated really nicely and um he definitely got the deserved movie of the week for that one yeah i don't know if you guys caught the video of, uh, back in year two uh when he did the the story of oryx when the, the three sisters went down uh met the leviathan and met with the, uh, the creatures of the deep, the the darkness itself, um, the Amkara, if you want to call it, or whatever. We don't know if that's the actual Amkara. We just know that they're worms. Um, and it was really, really cool to see where he went with that um, story. When he starts talking about stuff such as Crota, you know, say what you will about the story of Destiny. It is really, really interesting, and we've been wanting more of this, and, and, and the stuff that we've read has been really, really awesome to see. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get a lot more of that. Stuff like that, it, it doesn't even have to be actual full, fully fleshed out, full, um, what is it called? Full, full motion video. I want to see the story in the game. Stuff kind of like the, the, min, the small... Cutscenes in in uh, Taken King between story missions, or when, for example, when Eris tells you 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 must become Ascendant, stuff like that that adds value to the story, gives you a reason to do what you're doing, and I just want to see more of that in in Destiny Two, and I hope that they really go and they, they drive the story in. Uh, I'm I'm almost positive. It's 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 hard to to say that they're not going to do that. I if they if they don't do that, I will be so disappointed. Yeah, we've um, talked about the story so much on past podcast episodes, and the fact that uh, D one lacked it, and we I think everyone expects it. If they don't if they don't deliver something uh, mm -hmm. that uh, gives us more story and more depth. Uh, introduces lore in game or gives us an easy avenue to read or experience the story and lore in game, then, I mean, that's going to be a huge mess on their part, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, David, uh, any final thoughts you have about the, uh, the lore or anything you want to bring up with regards to the lore? No, I, I just wanted to bring up that video, bring everybody's attention to it because I really liked it and I thought it was a, a great video and deserves some credit. Yep, so it, it, the link for the 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 TWAB is always going to be in our show notes, but we'll definitely include that on the side because we highly recommend if you're a fan of Destiny's story, what story, right? It's in the Grimoire cards <laughs> that you read while you're on the toilet. Um, but if you're a fan of Destiny's story, and know a little bit about it, we highly recommend that you go ahead and watch this video because it adds a little bit more context to what you're doing 
um, in the game. Um, with that, we have a lot of questions this week. A lot of viewers are watching. Hello to all the people over there on Twitch. We're glad that you guys are able to see uh, see us uh, yep, today yep, again. We're on www.twitch.tv forward slash dsbolt. And the first question, David, why don't you go ahead and line it up? Yeah, so our first question that we grabbed today uh, comes from Dan31610. Uh, uh, he said, do you think the PS PlayStation exclusives, Strikes, Jade Rabbit, Zen Meteor, will be available on D2 for Xbox players, therefore being available on also the PS4 and PC? No. <laughs> Jordan? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jorge. No, the... Uh... They will not be available. Yeah, me too. I, I just think they they might come to D1, which I understand at that point it's kind of wasted. But I think their whole their whole process got messed up. Uh, I think we've mentioned it before on the show. We think that in general, the year exclusives are just dumb. It should definitely not be a year, but there's no point in them bringing it to D2. I don't think anything is going to be coming <laughs> to D2 from D1, at least in the near future. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, real quick, I'm just reading this question. Um, you know, I he's he's saying, will they be available? Uh, I think he's, he, he says on, but I think he means in D2. No. Um, yeah, and I, we, the reason why why I said no, um, just to clarify, was because we're not going to have any of these old weapons in D2. Now, if you mean, are they going to become available for Xbox players in D1 once D2 launches? I still think the answer is no. I I, that, I, I think I don't think that's going to happen. Either way, no. All right, David, why don't you go ahead and go with the second question? Yeah, second one we grabbed uh, from the chat today came from the Gamer Access. He said, do you think we'll see an auction house as a possibility uh, WoW style in D2? That is so hard because yeah. the last thing Bungie wants to do is create a, an outside economy, kind of like what happened with Diablo and World of Warcraft. I mean, some of the stuff, for example... Selling a, a, a specific weapon can net you like five, six thousand dollars, like real actual cash. Um, I mean, they already kind of frown upon buying uh, flawless carries. They haven't said anything yet, but yeah, I, I would it surprise me? No. Do I think that they're going to do it? No. Um. The only thing I can see them really doing is trading exotics. Mm. I, I, but I, I, because here's the thing with legendary weapons. Legendary weapons, um, they're balanced. Balance in quotation marks. They're balanced by their RNG. Exotic weapons aren't. They're exotic weapons and for the most part, armor pieces, even though they change like discipline, strength, whatever, they have the same intrinsic perk. So do I see them implementing it? I could see them doing it, but I, I, at the same time, I can easily see them not doing it just because they don't want the, the outside people to like 
or, or they don't want the game to become like buy this, buy this, buy this outside of the game to become successful. Or you have to be nonstop a uh, big wig and have had to play from the beginning. I, I don't think right. that's where they want to go with this game. Well, for me, um, I think they'd have to change up the way the loot system works in general. So right mm-hmm. now, the loot system is very much streamlined into like you have the raid gear you can get. You have the exotic gear you can get. You have all these random legendaries, but like they, I don't think they'd want specific drops being able to be obtained from an auction house combined with the fact that in games where you see an auction house. So WoW's got one. Um, the game that I played a lot when I was younger that had one, RuneScape. Um, all games like that, they have a currency system that focuses around the gear so you can get gear for currency. And right now we kind of have that in legendary marks, but it, that that's, I mean, it's a capped thing. You can only get up to, you can basically only hold enough to buy one weapon at a time. Uh, it, it's, it, it's very weird because when you see these auction houses, it's usually in games where you have gold and in the gold things in auction house, I, I don't know the wow economy, but in, in the runescape economy, the one I did know, Back in the day, um, things would sell in the auction house for millions if you had it. So there's really no way to have an auction house as I see it with one, the current loot system and two, the current currency system. So unless both of those get a big overhaul, I don't think we'll see an auction house or even trading oh, in D2. There's going to be a massive overhaul to that currency system. Let me yeah. let me tell you right now, the, the, the glimmer system is so stupid. The fact that you're capped at twenty five thousand is so annoying. It really is. If they keep the same cap, or if there's a wallet cap, I'm going to be kind of pissed off. I'm not going to lie because it just seems so. Why? Why the? Why the? Like, why is there a cap? It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I should be able to save the funds until I can have a practical application for them. And the fact that there's a cap. Even that 200 legendary mark cap is so annoying because there's there's times where I want to clean up the weapons that I have. Oh, I'm a cap. I should just let, you know, wait until I want to buy stuff. And I don't know. Like, like it just seems it, it, I hope that they remove the caps or make the caps so much larger because it, it felt like it, the game was limiting you, especially now where you're getting weapons all over the place, legendary armors, whatever from all these legendary engrams and I want to be able to buy different things at different times. Like for example, this week there's not an, uh, there's not that weapon at any of the vendors that really strikes out at you. I should be able to hoard those legendary marks until let's say, let's say there's a God roll um, whale next week with firefly and, and let's say the, the fate bringer roll. Like that would be something I would be interested in getting. The fact that you're kind of limited with with stuff like this is annoying. And I, I think that they're going to change it so not only are you buying stuff with glimmer, but sometimes you may even have to trade a legendary weapon. Like there might be quests where you have to give up something of value. I mean, we we already saw this with um, oh, what's the name of the the fusion rifle, the exotic fusion rifle, uh, Pocket Infinity. You had to sacrifice. Fusion rifles, let uh, rare or or legendary fusion rifles. Same thing with uh, with the three uh, weapons from the gunsmith. 
you have to break down i think it was snipers or something like that there was stuff there that, that you had to, to give up in order to get something better yeah you had to break down on. the same type of weapon you were going to get basically right so the, the, there's already elements of this in this game imagine where you had to trade with somebody a weapon to get another weapon which might be more applicable to you if you go to the volcano All right, so let's go ahead and jump to the next question, David. All right, uh, next one we have comes from uh, Dan again. He wants to know if we think that the grind to max light in Destiny is too casual. Yes. Yeah, currently, it definitely is. It's uh, They have so many options, so many avenues to get 400 light level gear, weapons, and armor. Um, yeah, it goes along with the theme for the Age of Triumph, the celebration of the game. It's like the the last hurrah, you know, get everyone up to 400 light level, get everyone through the raids. Um, it, it, it's good, but yeah, it's casual, but it's meant to be. So I, I haven't really felt it's detrimental to the game since it's essentially on its last leg and um, it's all right. It's getting people into the game. I mean, people are leveling up. New players are, you know, checking the game out or old players are coming back to play again finally. And uh, it, it's 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 sort of a good thing. You know, some people may think it's too casual and think uh, maybe think casual is a bad thing or negative. But I don't think it is. Not right now, at least for Destiny 2. Uh, I hope it's not this casual. Yeah, I agree. Here's yeah, so with regards to the system, like I think I think taking King up until you got to the raid point was really good. And the reason I said that was you're constantly getting stuff until you're raid level ready. Like you were you were always improving yourself every single day up until that point. Um you if you completed the quest, for example, you got a three hundred artifact. Um you could get a 310 artifact. You could you 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 could empower yourself up to the point where you were going to be strong enough to take on hard mode. With regards to to uh, what is it, um, Rise of Iron? There was no. It didn't feel like the story leveled you up appropriately. Was that a? I think it was two things. I think 400 was too low of a cap, and the there wasn't enough activities. We know why there wasn't enough activities. They started on Rise of Iron in January of last year. They've released the game in September. So what they were able to put out was a marvel. It was an absolute technical marvel. That is absolutely ridiculous that they were able to put that much content out, which to us seems like a lot or seems like a, a small amount. But this is a lot of game at in-game assets, the, the SIVA animations. Changing the weather conditions. We already know about the, the issues with this um, engine where it takes eight hours to render a change where you move something a few inches. So it was an absolute marvel that they were able to put this kind of expansion out in nine months. Uh, I just think that, unfortunately, the engine kind of held back what they could possibly do. If they had had the current engine for for destiny 2 where i i'm just assuming it's more optimized i believe that they could have had a light level of 450 a lot more missions side quests that you let's say you get a, a fallen arm band or whatever that, that gives you extra light or whatever just certain things that 
even quests for those artifacts. It, it always felt weird that you would do, the quest was go out on patrol, do a couple bounties, would prove yourself, kill things, and then whatever. It wasn't all that special to get the artifacts. Yeah. The the only thing that held you back from getting the artifacts is it available this week? No, then I'm not going to get the artifact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt like so, those things are pretty powerful. Sorry, David, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But the artifacts are pretty powerful. I love using them. They're almost a necessity at this point to have those new artifacts on. Uh, it would have been great if they had sort of a, an exotic type quest for them instead right. of mm-hmm. what they did. But yeah, I agree. The engine and other things limited the ability to add that much into the game in such a short period of time. So It's a shame. Well, my thought, I think it has nothing to do with the engine. Do I think it's too casual? Yes. I think it's entirely wrong, in my opinion, the way they do it. The light level to me has always been weird. Uh, the fact that you have a level and then a light level just doesn't work in my mind. Um, I would love to see something. I don't know if we'll see it with Destiny 2. I doubt it because of the way they've designed Destiny. I would love to see something where it's more like um, a 0 to 100 level. And that getting to level 100 is a true grind. And then you say you have weapons that unlocked at certain levels. So like um, legendary, you can use commons up to level 20, then uh, rares up to level 40, and then legendaries up to level 70. And then at level 80s, you unlock the ability to use exotics. And then you have to be level 100 to use raid weapons and armor like that type of thing. I would love more because then one, it would make, it's so as you have these better weapons, you can put better perks on them. You can give raid weapons and stuff the best perks because you have to be level 100 to use them. Um, and two, it just kind of it would make leveling feel one way more straightforward and more understandable. And two, it would just create a it can create a grind in not per se a casual way. If you if you make a level 100 grind take a very very long time and a lot of playing which i'd be perfectly okay with Mm. okay yeah all right so we'll we'll move on to our last it's it's gonna be set of questions we got the gamer access asking a few questions again the first two i'll ask you to uh just for one word answers and then we'll discuss the third question he got in this little group so first two um with one word answers um do you see Bungie continuing a repetitive bounty system in D2? One yes. word. No. I'm going to go with no as well. Um, do we think monthly bounties or goals are feeding too much into repetitive gameplay? No. Yes. I think yes, if they don't change each month. Um, or at least have a small cycle. And then the question we want to discuss, I really like it. What changes should be made to bounty systems in their current state going into D2? Make bounties actual bounties. The only time they were ever bounties was in vanilla when they said kill a specific target. Even, uh, for example, uh, let's. The only ones that are actual bounties right now are Petra's. When, when the, she's telling you go kill a specific target taken or a champion at this location. The fact that, that you it's like jump three times and do a spin rooney you get experience. Hooray. <laughs> like that's not a bounty. Like that's just, 
that's silly work. That that's that's a way to get you um leveled up. Like an actual bounty would be if you wanted to take, for example, the nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor, where you're going out to kill an actual target, an actual hard enemy. Like that's that is what intrigues me. And let's say that you kill this target and you get uh legendary weapon and a chance for an exotic uh bounty or something like that yeah i want to i want to see something of actual value with regards to these bounties i don't want to see them be useless experience like right now the only thing the bounties are good for is getting extra rep for your faction you don't even use bounties to level up your guns like you did in year one you just use motes of light so what is the real point of the bounties outside of completing the Vanguard Elite ones for your book and completing the Zavala ones? I don't even go I don't even touch the Petrol ones anymore. I don't touch the, the too many of the Vanguard ones. I'll take the Crucible ones because they're of value. I complete them, get kills with them. I just I think the bounty system as it is right now is okay, but ever since the questing system it's just done away with like any real value from the bounties. Yeah, I, I agree. Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. That's okay. Um, so yeah, I think the uh, the bounty system. Um, well, okay. So we were talking about some. Of, I, I know we wanted one word uh, answers to the previous questions, but I was I was thinking about that. Um, just to clarify, the weekly bounty systems are. Um, I think they're a result of the repetition and the grind that we do in the game that they don't necessarily feed it further is a difference there. So, um, yeah, if they make some changes to the system, then yeah, it won't be as bad. It won't be as repetitive, but, um, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. But, but the <laughs> weekly bounties are only for crucible. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, they're, no, they're, they're actually... Aren't the Vanguard bounties weekly now though? There are a few weekly Vanguards. Oh, oh, he's right. Like the, the, the Nightfall one and the ones yes. from Zavala. But, but that's not what, look, I, 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 yes, they are once a week. But when I'm looking at, at those, you can complete them in one go. Yeah. When, yeah. when I'm looking at, like, you you cannot compare the Crucible, weekly Crucible bounties from Shaxx. Where it says even complete the ones seven from, matches. <laughs> like complete seven matches or even the ones from, from the Crucible Quartermaster. Right. Like those take multiple matches. And not to say that these are the the the, the Zavala ones are super easy, even though the Nightfall ones super easy. Kind of a joke. 30 minutes. Um, Good luck. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, they're not. I want to see an actual thing where I'm going after an actual encounter, an actual target. No, I agree. Or that's something the definition of, of a bounty. And that's what I was going to say. I, I trained, a th I don't know, I was I had too many things floating through my head. But yeah, you seem to have issue with the definition of bounty being, you know, typically target-based. And the bounties that we have are just sort of random activities. You're shooting stuff with this ability or whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. It's They, they need to change the definition. I don't mind doing that stuff and having that there, to, but... They need to revamp it, give you more purpose to do it, or a different purpose to do it, and yeah, to maybe make bounties something more important, more challenging. Right. Yeah. Just, just make the actual outcome of the bounty mean something more, because 
right now just getting experience okay like the ones from the, the weeklies the ones that you're talking about that you get from zavala you you cash them in you get a legendary um helmet or weapon or whatever the sunrise gets you a chance for icebreaker that's cool yeah but like those are the only ones outside of the ones from crucible yeah and and i don't like the fact that it, like like i'm i'm looking at one of them kill an enemy with a sticky grenade <laughs> yeah. i know like, it, it's what well, okay here's the thing they have a, they're dumb like that they're very dumb like that yeah but it, it's it's what they had and what they they could do like in year one doing your bounties was very important to us one because you could get exotic bounties from them two it was the best way to level up your guns because leveling up your guns sucks then um now mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. so much i would love to see what jorge is talking about because of this say we have an open world well mm -hmm. if you introduce bounties on an open world it pushes you to explore that world and find cool encounters which is something way better than just going into a story mission to kill a random person kind of like the house of wolves petra ones can be at time Th that yeah. could very much Make it so they have like Jorge's mentioned the grottos before. Like you remember when we originally went to the grottos and they were just the question mark people like that could create areas like that where you have to find a cave in an area that um, a boss spawns in and then you have a bounty on that boss. And for the first however many weeks they have these encounters programmed in, this could be a hidden boss that the community now has to go through this giant open world and find. That would be an awesome bounty. And when you do something like that, not only does it make the bounty more engaging because you have to search for it and then fight a good boss to find him. You may need a fire team to take down this boss even, but it can create it so... Uh, these bounties can give bigger rewards because they're more of a challenge, which makes the bounties not only more worth doing, but it's something you want to look forward to work as a team to go through. And it just creates a more engaging system than the mm -hmm. bounty system we yep. have right now. Yeah, they definitely yep. need to up the challenge for some things and add add different uh, you know, weekly or I don't know, random challenges. Um, and th they should if everything goes uh, the way I hope it goes with the game, adding a larger open world, uh, getting the factions more involved, adding factions or other groups that you interact with, that's going to add a ton more real estate to the game where you can add in these additional bounties, different types of them, comes up to the ones. The live team, they're going to have people working on this game, updating it more regularly. And we hope that. Yeah, well, I mean, we've sort of heard that or we've, maybe not explicitly, but implicitly. So I. If that's true, if that's the case, if they're constantly updating this game and it becomes more of a of a living entity throughout, you know, day to day instead of, you know, like every two, three months it gets an update, you know, then you could start to see like random new bounties show up. I think that would be that's that would be awesome with all these all these different options that hopefully they're going to be giving themselves. And if they keep working on the game. Uh, I want to see this thing living and breathing every day. I want to see, you know, like uh, maybe every week or two weeks, three weeks, you know, uh, you know, two weeks. Let's 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 cap it at two weeks there. Every one to two weeks there, we'll you know get another type of bounty or two added in. You know, uh, keep working on the game. Keep adding like a new little mini boss to to throw a bounty on or make a challenge sort of side quest around. You know. Um, they don't have to they don't have to like do it too much, but it's just like a, like the, a little little tidbits here and there 
will keep us interested and it'll make that grind uh, much less excruciating like it was back in year one and sort of has been throughout the game. So, yeah, there's so much, so much. Yeah. I mean, one of the things kind of going to the original topic or not original topic, but the first thing that we brought up in the show, well, to be fair, I brought it up Um, in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. You're going around and randomly like you were in the right spot at the right time. A giant Hinox goblin, whatever it is, just is just he's sleeping. He's just like sleeping. He's like, what is that? That thing is humongous. And you can choose to like go around him, not even touch him. Or if you choose to uh, face him, good luck. Make sure that you have uh, weapons and this guy comes at you like he's an actual boss. He will destroy you if he like hits you the right way. Like, like that. I really like those encounters. That is one of my favorite things in Legend of Zelda. Like the random encounters that just pop up out of nowhere. These giant bosses. It was really, really fun. That's why I kind of hate the weapons break so easily. But that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, like I want to see stuff like that. Like imagine like. One of the things that, that, that before we finish this show up, I kind of want to talk about one thing that I, that I did notice. Again, going back to Zelda Breath of the Wild. It feels like in Breath of the Wild, there are multiple sizes of, of enemies. You have the smaller goblins or bokoblins, whatever they're called. Then you have these larger, massive enemies that are at least 15 feet tall. And then you have these absolute gigantic bosses, many stories tall, looking at you, and you have to face this thing. In Destiny, I don't get that scale. Uh, You have your captains, which are about the same height as knights, which are about the same height as your cabal legionary or whatever they are. They're all at around the same height. The only boss that kind of defies this is Oryx himself, and to a certain extent, Axis. Reason to say a certain extent is because if you take a look at Crota and Atheon, they're about the same size as the Gatekeeper or various other big enemies that are in the game. They're not that awe-inspiring giant creatures, and I want to see more size discrepancy with regards to the enemies. I want there to be doesn't have to be seventeen stories tall like Oryx. But I want to see like a, an actual giant boss that feels like he's going to threaten you with one swing of his hand to the same thing as smaller, like ninja style guy who's like skeezing it all over the place. All of a sudden, like he comes up behind you, stabs you because you weren't like in the right spot. Like having size discrepancies different adds different value to each fight. Not everything is a giant knight or a giant captain. Like, that's what I've always felt like Destiny struggled with, just character variety and character size. Every encounter is just a larger version of an enemy that you already fight, except for Oryx. And in this case, Axis too. Axis isn't super large, but he's a very different enemy than what you face a regular, for example, a regular captain. He's just not walking to you slowly. (laughs) He still does that sound, but... He's like going all over the place. He's doing very different things than what his en- what that enemy type is known for. And I like that. I can appreciate that. That's what I want to see more of in Destiny 2, where enemies have variety and they look and feel different and they feel like different enemies and different machines. 
and we didn't get that enough in Destiny 1. Again, it's probably a, a limitation of PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, but I, I, I definitely see big things, and I'm hoping that there's big things happening in Destiny 2. So with that, to everybody watching, thank you very much for all those questions. We really appreciate those. We hope next time you guys come in, add a lot more questions. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff coming in the next few weeks. So, David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. And for those of you here in stream with us for tuning in, we are available on a ton of platforms. So please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is to simply share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, and we also have an RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Masters Buttons website at www.mashersbuttons.com. All right, and make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons, and make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. You guys can check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash in orbit podcast, www.twitch.tv slash DS bolt, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, youtube.com slash mash those buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at DS underscore bolt and stream me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS bolt, no spaces, no underscores. And Jordan, where can people find you at? You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot. And of course, you can find me on all the different networking sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's Geo, the number two, NRG. Make sure that you guys contact us with any questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not know everything, enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you for listening to our show. And as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. <laughs>